0: Welcome to Salem, the podcast.
1: We are your hosts and favorite Salem tour guides.
0: My name is Jeffrey Lilly.
1: And I am Sarah Black.
0: And today we've got a, I don't know, spe- bo- it's not bonus. No. Different?
1: Different, very different.
0: But I mean, I guess like we keep doing this.
1: There's always things to focus on. Uh, yeah. New, <laughs> new things
0: just pop up. Right? There's always something to talk about, always something different. So we we kind of scrapped a little bit the schedule this week uh, because the Peabody Essex Museum has a new exhibit
1: it's called the Salem witch trials restoring justice and it is on display from September 2nd through November 26th so not very long
0: no but if you're coming here in the next two months and you're coming here in October or you're you're one of those people who's like uh you know coming just before the season or just after the season or whatever else then it'll be here for you
1: yep great opportunity to see it
0: yeah and
1: we both went
0: yeah separately Yes. Which is like cool and annoying. No. Well, like, but we couldn't talk. Now we get to talk about it. We yeah, can't talk well, about it. That was the there. point. I dude. know that's the point, but still. Uh, I but
1: like, I like doing things on my own.
0: <laughs> so uh, before we get into Zip Hem, do you have any tour
1: times? Tour I know you do. I do. You've been
0: shopping <laughs> at the bit for I, like No, days. don't talk
1: it up. I have <laughs> it's not that crazy. I just it was a very weird week. We always talk about how you don't know what you're gonna run into mm-hmm. when you go to work as a tour guide on the streets of Salem and obviously things are heating up. Like it's already shaping up to be probably the busiest September I think Salem's ever seen. Like it already looks crazy and it's labor day weekend so definitely filled to the brim with people
0: you mean bachelorette parties
1: oh my gosh so many bachelorette parties so much i i felt like nashville
0: i i think it's it's got to be because it's labor day weekend i know we were chatting yesterday the day before but yeah
1: yeah, we came to the conclusion that perhaps a lot of these uh brides they have their wedding day either in october or you suggested october friday the 13th yeah
0: yeah or, or even like if you have a fall wedding, what's the best time now you get three days yeah, of, cause you have Monday off. So you have some extra travel time. So you could take like one or two days off from work and get like a five or six day vacation. Right. So I, I feel like that's probably what's going on, but it was wild.
1: Oh yeah. So many. Yeah. So, and they all have the same shirts on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I love, I love bachelorette parties. I think they are some of the most fun, uh, tours that, that I've ever given. Oh yeah. Uh, because everyone's, like, excited. Everyone's having fun. I was going like, to say
1: the energy is top-notch. The
0: energy's great. great. Um, and they're always just so, like, I'd say the majority, everyone's in black except the bride. Of course. And it, not always in white, but sometimes with, like, a white bow or a white yep. hat or a white scene, you're like, oh, oh, oh. I, I see know them. who yeah. the bride is. Yeah, it's good. I love them.
1: And you can guess who I put on trial. <laughs> <laughs> On my doors, yeah. Um, oh,
0: you know what you should do? You should find out who the um, bridesmaid is.
1: There's usually, mo- what do you mean?
0: I oh, said the maid of honor. Maid of, maid of, of honor. honor. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, Oh, that person has to go through enough. I know. Been there, done that. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to, it's all about Friday. We're just going to zone in on Friday. I will say, just to preface it, I had a ton of descendants this week mm-hmm. and several with like multiple people in their family trees Putnams got descendants of putnam's but this one um i've never encountered this on a tour before we all probably mention that there's a witch on the side of the police car so whenever one goes by it's great because then i can say hey guys look look look, look, i'm like i always make the joke i'm like a dog with a squirrel like i will literally (laughs) stop mid-story and point out the car so we are heading to one of our stops, and I see a police car. And I was like, oh, great. Like, this is perfect. They can walk by. They can even get, grab a picture of it. And I see another police car. And I see another police car. And there's was like five of them. I was like, oh, something's going on over there. And um, we got to witness a door being broken down by the Salem PD. Where? Uh, around the Howard Street Cemetery area.
0: Wow. Yep.
1: okay. Very unexpected. Uh, yeah, exciting. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so that happened. Yeah. Never seen that before. Oh, no. so that was like weird energy, right? Sure. And then I had another tour later that day. This has also never happened to me. This was on like the whole opposite side of the spectrum. On one side, you got like crime, and like I, at first, I was a little nervous. I was like, "Oh, what Proposal. if? So, what if someone was in there like with a gun, like and he's coming out like shooting?
0: You uh, know, that would very
1: unlikely, but it did I mean, cross my mind. Yeah, I'm per- I'm supposed to protect these people. Well,
0: I um, you are the tour guide. <laughs> I don't know. I was <laughs> I was having a conversation that I never. I'm just not. That's not cut that. We're not going to go there. Okay.
1: We won't go there. <laughs> but later on in the day, I had another tour and this just totally swung. No, it was not a proposal.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you, you said the spectrum. I was like, well, I mean, there's, there's not a lot of
1: so, you know how there's a couple of residences right around Derby Square? Yeah. And sometimes, like, they'll park their cars there. Like, they're, like, literally right there. I feel bad for those people. Like, they probably don't have a lawn of any type. Like, you don't have a yard. You you just are surrounded by brick and tourists and you the Old love Town that. Hall. That's, that's your life. You love brick. Yeah, but, like, that is, <laughs> that you are in it. So, we are coming through the alleyway towards Old Town Hall, and we come upon one of these residences training her dog like agility training I've seen, with yeah. like the little jumps yeah. set yeah. up. Set and the back, they,
0: they, I, I can't. The what poles? Are the dogs? I don't
1: um, know. I don't know. It, it had long hair. Yeah. A little had, fluffy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Long ears. And they're like the yeah. tannish color. And we got to yeah. see this
1: dog do agility training. And I was like, oh, this is so great. Yeah. What a great like yeah. swinging of the pendulum. So we went from watching a door get busted down to seeing a dog do agility in the middle of Derby Square.
0: (laughs) Who would have thought? Right. Yeah. She lives... So you know that that first set of stairs on the right that has a little chain on it that says do not... Private
1: property. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Which because people just sit on their stairs. I know. Yeah. And put
1: their trash in their recycling bins. Don't put your stuff in people's recycling. They literally chain them shut.
0: I I had someone on tour once and so we stopped there and he like saw the, the chairs or saw the stairs, and went and, like, unhooked the chain and sat. And I was like,
1: dude, and I was like,
0: sign. And I had to beg, oh, sorry, sir. Well, there's benches on the other side if you need to sit down. That's that's private property. And he's like, and I was like, it's not, you're, you're, they're not your stairs. What are you yeah. doing?
1: Yep. It's someone's house. Back S- off. Standard yeah. Salem tourist yeah. practice. So, yeah, that was my my wild Friday day. Nice. Friday and night. Yeah.
0: I heard you had a little friend on, on tour this morning, a little four-legged friend.
1: Oh, I did have a pup. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've had a couple of pups. I was,
0: I, I was told he was trying to lead your tour.
1: Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh, did they come find <laughs> yes, you? Yes, yay! Yes. So oh. They came on my tour as well. Oh, yeah. I'm so happy. So that was nice.
0: Uh, so shout out to you guys. Thank you. Uh, they binge. Did they tell you?
1: Yeah. It was they like 14 hours. Like 14 hours of the podcast. Yeah. The cutest little dog. Up. Yeah. cutest little yeah. dog.
0: He, she was carrying him most of the the yep. time today. He was he was a little tuckered out.
1: He had a little wiener uh, dog. He had yeah. little feet. Yeah, it was very legs. cute.
0: Um, and then we also had another listener, uh, who took both our tours. Um, Joseph.
1: Ah, oh, yes, Joseph. He was yeah. so kind. Yeah,
0: he was super chatty, super nice. And so I, I I've got to uh, uh tell you this. I don't know if he told you. Um, he's a trucker, so he does like overnights, and then so he like goes to sleep at, like five in the morning. Okay. Which is when the episode drops. Okay. So he'll like listen to it on Tuesday mornings as he's just, he's done with his route and he's like parked his truck and he's like getting ready to go to bed and like he puts on the podcast. Oh
1: my goodness. And
0: like, that's super cool. But I also have to, uh, uh, you were right. Remember like a year and a half ago we were talking about like what time to drop the episode. Yeah. Yeah. And we're, you were like, no, early, early. Yeah. And I was like, no, we'll just do it like no. Yeah,
1: you're like, no one's up at that time. And I'm like, Jeffrey, just because you're not up at that time doesn't mean no one's up at that right? time.
0: And you're like, then people can do it. They can do it on their morning drive or if they're going to work early or when they get up or going for a run. I was like, oh, fine.
1: You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to I'm gonna clip that little <laughs> moment where you said you were right. And just And I'm going to put it on that <laughs> little button there. That way I can just press it over and over and over again.
0: (laughs) So I just, I wanted to share that when he told me that I was like, oh God damn it.
1: (laughs) Oh, well that's awesome. It's cool to think of us being inside a trucking, like a trucker's cabin. Yeah. Yeah. Very neat. Yeah. We had so many great listeners this week. Shout out to CJ. Um, He's been a long time listener, about a year. Came on tour, South Shore area, uh, Salem regular, and also... Thank you to Sue from Buffalo for stopping me on the street. One of our Patreon subscribers just walking by. So I was getting ready for a tour. It's always fun. You never know who you're going to run into. Speaking of Patreons, we should probably do a couple shout outs before we dive into the episode. Sure. Since we forgot it in the last one.
0: First on our list, thank you to Megan Flint.
1: Thank you, Megan. And thank you to Beth Mensinger.
0: Thank you, Beth. Appreciate you. And next on the list is Jen Guzzi.
1: Ooh, Jen Guzzi. Thank you. It's a cool name. And last but not least, thank you very much, Valentine.
0: Valentine. It's like uh, a vampire name or something.
1: Oh. oh. <laughs> You're bringing up vampires. Oh, 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 oh. Well, thank you again to yeah. all of our Patreon subscribers. As always, your support means the world to us. It keeps us doing what we're doing.
0: And uh, for those of you out there uh, if you want some cool extra promos gifts from us videos uh bloopers at the end of the episodes uh, check out our patreon click the link to subscribe and uh hang out with us a little more and also like actually hang out with us too sometimes yeah come come <laughs> to Salem yeah, yeah we're around yeah we definitely hang out with the uh, patreon members like occasionally don't
1: make promises jeffrey i'm just
0: saying like some of them come to live show
1: no and that then, is like, true they
0: come and then we, we grab a drink afterwards oh, yeah. so it's a very
1: casual yeah we have a casual relationship yeah here.
0: yeah great people thank you all
1: but where are we gonna be hanging out this weekend
0: all over town uh we've got a few vampire events coming up we have a salon at uh our good friends uh deal marcus which we've mentioned a couple times that is friday night and there are still tickets left i, I I'm not going to say that.
1: Okay, well, I'm going to say it, and they okay. can check anyways.
0: Okay, okay. If they're
1: sold out, they're sold out. There's
0: like, right now, there's like four tickets left.
1: Okay, well, shoot. I need to get my... <laughs> <laughs> so, so, like, as of right now... There's going to be three. Maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. none. Yeah. But it's so, worth
0: checking. It's worth checking. Um, but if you're not making it to the salon, there are still uh, some tickets left for the ball on Saturday night. The third annual... Endless Night's Vampire Ball in Salem, Massachusetts.
1: And that performance list looks freaking ridiculous. <laughs> there ridiculous.
0: Is, yeah, there is wonderful musicians, wonderful performers. We have some crazy uh, magic acts. We have burlesque uh, burlesque dancers, uh, uh, bow and arrow shooting foot lady. Yeah, I was going
1: to say, she shoots the bow and arrow with her
0: feet. Yep, yep. Uh, for those of you who already have your tickets, uh, obviously a uh, VIV and Diamond are sold out, but there's going to be private performances. There's a downstairs lounge. There's a caviar bar. I think there's an absinthe lounge. Oh, it's going to be there's,
1: fabulous.
0: Uh, yeah, if you're on the fence, grab your ticket. Uh, and if you're busy, like it's your birthday and you got something else to do, that's okay.
1: Come next year. Exactly. There will always be another.
0: There will always. Or... You know what? Go to one. The other ones. <laughs> yeah. Just go to get Tampa. The, get
1: the plane ticket and go. <laughs>
0: go to New Orleans. Go to LA.
1: But we'll be in Salem.
0: Yeah. And uh, if you see us there, if you're a listener, if you, if you see us at the at any of these events, come up and say hi. We'd love to see you. But with that, I got a quick correction, real quick.
1: What? What? From you, last week. What'd you do?
0: The 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 chestnut. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Remember? I t- I told you I was gonna quick thing. Yes. That I forgot to put in.
1: Yeah, but I don't think. I I didn't tell you. You didn't tell me. No, 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 no. Tell me. Coffin doors. What are those?
0: I don't know. So if you're going down Chestnut Street and I've heard this, I think on the trolley and stuff, and I tried to Google it and it seems to be just something that is made up. Um, But it's one of these things that seems to permeate sort of the... uh, Like local lore? Local, not necessarily local to Salem, but historic lore. Okay. Okay. That, so you'll see on Chestnut Street, there'll be like two doors yeah. and then there'll be a third smaller door, right? Just,
1: oh, is this, do they say it so you could get the coffin out yes. from them laying in because back in the day you would have wakes inside your own home? Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh, I've heard this, it was brought up to me and I was like, okay. And then doing a little Googling and it doesn't seem to be, it seems to be one of those
1: if you think like logically, it just doesn't make logical sense. Like how often are you going to use that third door? Like how often are you going to be carting out a coffin?
0: Once, maybe like twice. Well, probably a couple times, yeah. but like, yeah, not, not not a lot. Not a lot. And yeah, it just, it, it doesn't so seem. So do we know what the third door is? It just A lot of it's just the style. OK, it's uh, there's also sort of the theory that it's uh, for clothing and dresses like Big bustly Yes. You know, sort of, it's more likely that you're hosting a fancy party than you are a funeral. Yeah. Those parties would probably happen fairly regularly, not to mention the dresses of the time are huge, are huge. And you see these women, and sometimes, obviously, of the back bustle. But you've seen the, the two side ones, right? Mm-hmm. And you need to get through a door. Yeah. So uh, a lot of the exter- or uh, doors into the house. So you don't, obviously, if you're in a house, it's a little more manageable. But you don't want to look like an idiot going into the mm-hmm. house. Yeah, and like go, hike your dress yeah. Yeah, horizontally.
1: <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't be proper.
0: So it seems as though the uh, casket or funeral <laughs> doors are there, there's not a lot of evidence to support those are a thing, but they are all over Chestnut Street. Huh. So if you're if you're driving down the street and you see, so it looks like a, two sort of smaller doors and then a, a third.
1: Right off to the side. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, I'm going to have to keep my eyes peeled. Yeah. I walk down there all the time. I don't think I've ever noticed.
0: It's... Like what? Now that I've pointed out, you'll you'll see them on like half Everywhere. the houses, and you'll be like, "Oh my gosh, how did I just miss that?" It is because they're all paneled, so it does. It's not like a stark contrast. Yeah, um, but they're very easy to spot.
1: I'm sorry I won't be able to provide a name for this but someone did reach out shortly after that episode dropped and provided a possible answer to why it's called Chestnut Street oh. but there are no Chestnut Street or Chestnut trees there. Uh-huh. Um apparently there was a big chestnut like die out, like a like a plague. Okay. So they were wiped out and perhaps that might explain it.
0: Sure. So, so we'll, we'll we'll take all theories.
1: Throwing that out there. Love that. Yeah.
0: But uh, with that, let's take a stroll to the Peabody Essex Museum.
1: Now, this is not the first Salem Witch Trials exhibit they've done. Yeah, correct. But I will say, it's all been very recent. Like, if you were to go to the Peabody Essex 20 years ago, you aren't really going to see much of anything about the Salem Witch Trials. Maybe even... Ten, I don't, ten I, years I, I don't ago. know about
0: twenty. Sorry. I, from my understanding, and I, like I, I didn't check into this. So we'd have to double check. Is they used to have things on display? Yeah. Um, and then they stopped, and, and I think this was some contention with the Phillips Library. Is those then documents were then stored in the Phillips Library? Yeah. And not on display, and then they were moved out of the Phillips Library to these uh, uh facility in Rowley.
1: So, and obviously for those who don't know, the Phillips library was like literally right across the street from yeah. the Peabody Essex museum. So very close proximity.
0: Yeah. So, so they were here, they were accessible. They were, I am fairly certain that at some point they, they were on display. Um, but then when they moved out of Salem, well, now they're out of Salem. Yeah. And the conversation can go any number of ways, but, at the heart of it, it was these documents are in a storage facility far away from where they should be on display. And we can talk about preservation and we can talk about, you know, damaging or damage to the materials and those things like even just like UV light and stuff and like the glass and all those different things. So they are now, although actually now they're not even in Rally, are they?
1: Well, I don't know if they've been moved yet, okay. but they are because they're not technically they aren't they're not owned by the Peabody Essex Museum mm-hmm. they're under the jurisdiction of the state judiciary branch so yeah. technically they will uh they belong in the state archives and they've got top of the line stuff to care for something like that but that's that's south boston like that's way farther than raleigh yeah. raleigh isn't that far i just mapped it the other day I was expecting it to be like up near Andover. Oh, no, no. It's no. It's maybe 20 minutes. 20-minute 20 drive. Yeah. So, no, it's not. The documents are no longer right in Salem, but at least they are pretty accessible.
0: And, and you can go there. I mean, obviously, if you're just a tourist coming to town, scheduling, because you have to schedule those sorts of things. Scheduling yeah, yeah, schedule an appointment. To rally, to see that. That's That's just not within a lot of people's scope of, of accessibility. So the argument was then that we are now putting these very important historical documents in an inaccessible place. Um, and then that was the conversation for several years, but uh, the PEM has changed uh, directors in the past few years, changed their tune a little bit. And uh, we're getting to see a lot of the, the, the things that they have.
1: The changes I'm, I'm like kind of stunned. Not yeah. only do we have this new exhibit, but there is a new satellite gift shop. Yep. The
0: the bat box.
1: The bat box. I gotta say, I was quite stunned when I walked into there. I I, I bought stuff. I was like, wow, there's um there's you can literally buy replica costumes that match the sanderson sisters uh-huh. like there's one for sarah and winnie and mary yeah in the peabody essex museum yeah. gift shop like and who would have ever thought that those lines would cross
0: and on the other side of the store there's books about the witch trials uh replica uh, artworks paintings coasters of different trial documents yep. of, of of historic uh, importance and next to that is uh a bunch of bat plushies. And and art by a local Salem 12-year-old.
1: Yes. Oh, Georgia. Georgia. Di- I love Georgia. Yeah. Georgia made this. Oh, Georgia shout out to this. Georgia.
0: Yeah, she's great.
1: She's been making art since she was like six or seven years old.
0: Yeah. Did you see the pictures? There's a picture of her at the age of three sitting on the floor of the PEM drawing.
1: No, I did it's not see super
0: that. super cute. Yeah.
1: Yeah, if you've ever gone to one of like the big markets, you've probably seen her booth before. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was stunned because, you know... I don't wanna say historically, but I'd say in recent years, say the last ten years or so, the PPD Essex Museum has been somewhat separated from Salem. The, the Salem witch trial yeah. narrative and anything yeah. tied to it. And and by extension, the Halloween festivities as well. Like they're there and people visit, but I I remember walking past the Pem on an October And you look in those doors and there's like, it's not, it's nothing like Mm -hmm. outside. There's no, you can see there's no one really in there. Uh, Obviously the PEMS big and it has all the, like the different rooms and hallways. But there should be. But like you should be able to see, there should be a line. Yeah. It is a world-class museum. There are tens of thousands of people visiting. There should be a line to get in that place. And there really wasn't up until maybe last year, year before, they're starting to change their, their presentation
0: and, and it's weird because a couple years ago, six, seven, I didn't go, but I've heard about it, uh, uh, Kirk Hammett. Uh, uh,
1: Why does that sound familiar?
0: Musician. Uh, Metallica. Yes. I guess he's a guitar cl- or a, a, some, a, a bunch of his stuff, and I guess it was a little more spooky vibes. I, I, I genuinely don't know what I'm talking about here, okay. but I know it was... Uh, of his personal collection of something and it was very it was on october and whether it was like his guitars or like some of his personal collection of more like occulty ephemera stuff I, okay. i'm not sure but it was super popular okay right at the pem at the pem and it was like at the same time frame in, in you know the september october november time frame and people were like oh my gosh yeah because it's metallica it's carcamin and it's his right. stuff and i guess it was super and it did have like a, a halloween tie-in um and then like Two three years ago, there was a uh, George O'Keefe exhibit.
1: Yes, I remember that one, which was great. Yes,
0: but like n- no one coming to Salem in October—not no one—but that's not top of your list.
1: It's a—it's a different yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd say she's definitely at the top of a lot of people's lists.
0: But it, but and, and but, you don't even know, yeah. right? Like you're like, what's going on? You're like, oh, well, why? So when they align themselves with the season. As we had with that exhibit, as we have with uh, this witch trials exhibit, and they're also having bats.
1: Yeah, like there. I'm not exactly sure.
0: I, I think there's going to be like a live bat ex- ex- exhibit.
1: Oh, I hope so. I, I, I love think it opens. Bats.
0: I think, and we're gonna have to check this out. I think it opens on Saturday before the ball. <gasps>
1: How fitting.
0: How fitting. We can put in our vampire fangs and go
1: check out the bats. Oh, my goodness. Oh, okay. We need to figure out more information yeah, about this. Yeah. Yeah. So, so much, so much going on at yeah, the so, so,
0: they're really coming in tune with the season. So, appreciate that. But.
1: But what we really want to focus on specifically is this exhibit. Yes. So, this is not the first time that they've right. done this exhibit. I feel like it's definitely the first time they've done this exhibit. Yeah, so. But there was a precursor. How many years ago was that?
0: Two, three. Two or three. So so last year was the exhibit that had that uh, modern fashion tie-in.
1: Was that last year? Are you yep, sure? Yep. Are you sure?
0: 90%. I'm getting fact-checked.
1: I, I just feel like it was longer ago. So that was the one that was tied in with Alexander McQueen's Um, Because he's a, he was Mm -hmm. a descendant of Mm -hmm. Elizabeth Howe, one of the 19 uh, executed by hanging. And he used her as like inspiration for one of his fashion lines. And so they took some of those dresses and brought them to the Peabody Essex Museum. That went on display in 2021. Okay. October 2021 and ran through March 2022. Okay. So- yeah, last year. Last, that's it's it doesn't it seems like so long ago. I don't even. I think I did. I definitely went through it, but personally, I wasn't a huge fan.
0: No, and it was also a bit of a letdown's not the right word. Step down from the one that had been there the year or a year or two before the 2019 one, where they had a significant amount of actual documents of actual artifacts, uh, and then. They probably had maybe a quarter of those things in the, the McQueen exhibit.
1: Yeah, if that. Yes. It, it was just, I hate to use this word, and I'm not an art critic. I'm not a fashion critic, so I feel like I- Everyone's I, an art critic. You're, you're right. You're right. But it felt very stale uh-huh. to me. Like it just didn't do much. Fair. I didn't feel much at all. But then I know that there are some people out there that are wholly devoted to fashion designers like Alexander McQueen. So for them, it was a very significant moment. And
0: then there was another part of that that had a modern witchcraft element to it. Yes. And correct me if I'm wrong, it was uh, portraits and pictures of-
1: Like modern day witches.
0: Maybe a dozen, two dozen women. Yeah. And- uh, I had issue with that. it didn't it seemed to be more focused on the photographer than the women. Yeah and so there was like a bio of the women which is but like I was more there like the, the pictures were great but tie it in to that, not the and they're like why I chose these people and I'm fairly certain that Lori Cabot was not there.
1: And also I don't like see for me that rings like a huge red flag in my head. I get very irritated when there is that um, line that is crossed between the past where these people weren't actually witches, they're just people, and this is a tragedy, and then you have modern day depictions of practicing witches, Mm -hmm. pagans, Wiccans, uh, whatever earth-based religion you wanna pick, It just doesn't, it doesn't compute because they weren't witches. So like, why are we putting, if anything, that just perpetuates this misconception that so many people come to Salem have in the first place.
0: And I I think both should be looked at, but not, and you could do it together, but not, not just like having it there. You need to have a line and say where we have, where we were, what we thought, how we have evolved and what we see today.
1: Yep. And this is where we are now. Yeah. Yeah. Which was not. And, and this one that we saw, I literally saw it today. Do you see it today? I saw it today? Yep. We both saw it today. Yeah. It opened yesterday. Yeah. So we were right on Yeah, it. We,
0: we are right on this for you guys. I've been
1: loving telling my groups. I was like, guys, you came on such a, a spectacular weekend. Like, we've got yeah. this brand new exhibit opening.
0: Of course, I couldn't tell anyone on my night tour to go see it because I think they're closed tomorrow, but
1: that's okay. I think they're closed. Labor Day. Oh, no. Mm,
0: Shoot. Yeah. Well, anyway, so what do you think?
1: I thoroughly enjoyed it. I liked it better than the first one that was a couple years ago. I remember when that one came out and I was very excited to see objects like Mm -hmm. John Proctor's sundial and George Jacobs' walking sticks, Mm -hmm. canes. Uh, That was probably like, I remember seeing those for the first time and it was like a huge highlight for me.
0: I waited in line to see that one.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Like I think I saw it the day it opened and like, i waited in line
1: wow yeah yeah. (laughs) that's intense (laughs) i did not wait in line but i thoroughly enjoyed it yeah uh this one same thing i loved the construction of it i
0: like i I like the tone
1: i thought it was very well done well researched obviously the research is there we've you know we've hashed these topics out a lot they've had a lot of time to like fine-tune how they want to tell this story Mm -hmm. and i think it was done in a very succinct way they definitely used the objects as like a grounding mechanism so as you move through the exhibit You come upon these different objects, which everyone, you know, it's tangible history. It's material culture. Like, it it brings you to that space and time. So everyone wants to see the stuff, the actual stuff from the 1600s. So as you move through, you get to see John Proctor's sundial. uh, Philip English's walking cane, which I did not know they had.
0: I think George Jake, uh, sorry, John Proctor's sundial is still downstairs. Was that a rep? It was a different sundial. Was it? I think.
1: Are you sure? I, dude, no. Is I wish. It? Yeah, I have. Okay, I sorry. have the picture with the panel in the background.
0: There are still artifacts downstairs, though. the The box. Sorry, it's the box. Yes, the box is a replica. Yes.
1: Um, yes. Owned by one of the accusers. Yeah. The Pope family, yeah. if I recall correctly. One. I think probably the highlight. Of the exhibit for me was seeing the more like structural elements. Maybe it's because we focused on so much architecture this year. What that
0: the, the the doors, the door, or the, the walls,
1: the door. When you first come in, yeah, yeah. you come upon this uh, 17th century door. The carving, stunningly so, so good, intricate. I was very surprised. So so the windows were cool too.
0: One thing that, and I mentioned this on my tour. uh, and I try to put people, like you always say, put them in.
1: In the time and place. Right. We
0: forget what Europe was. Oftentimes when we're talking about the trials, they are almost done building Versailles in France. uh, And St. Paul's cathedral has already been built, burned down, and they are just finishing reconstructing it after the great fire of Salem in 60, sorry, the great fire of London in 1666. So there are,
1: these gorgeous wonders of the world <laughs> yeah. being put up.
0: Yeah, in Paris and in Versailles and St. Paul's Cathedral. And here, obviously, they don't have access to as much like, quarries and smiths and, you know. And
1: just like development. Yeah.
0: So we still, when we see things like that door, you're like, I'm, I'm
1: like, wow.
0: And then I have to be like.
1: Oh, oh, so you're saying, like, we're impressed by this, but we shouldn't be, because if you just went over (laughs) across the Atlantic, you would see what they're actually building during that time. Yeah,
0: it's just because, again, it's, Salem is this frontier territory, so we don't have the infrastructure to construct something like Versailles. We don't have the quarries and the manpower.
1: Which I think definitely, like, lends to its... Appeal. Yeah. And like why we are drawn to it because we realize like they are living in, you know, you have candles for light and no electricity. Barely candles. No bathrooms. Yeah. Risking your lives every single day. Yeah, and yet you still have this ornate door mm-hmm. with this cute little carving along little the borders, like, a little yeah, swishy. Yeah. Yeah. And then also the planks from the old jail mm-hmm. are in there. That was super cool to see um, very large pieces of wood.
0: You've, you've seen those before?
1: I have seen. Okay. Yep, um, and in the Witch Dungeon Museum and I think the Witch Museum, both of them have like a piece. Yeah,
0: yeah. So they're all separate pieces. It's not like one piece that. So moves.
1: I'm like collecting each of them. Yeah. So maybe yeah. I'll I'll build the whole thing <laughs> one day. <laughs> Just kidding. It's gone.
0: <laughs> my my only big critique. I've got a lot of big critiques. Let's be honest. Um, walking in, I wish that the door and the window. And I, I'm back and forth. I kept thinking about this they're very distinct because the the strut it's they didn't put the door in an actual it's like a facade yeah but the facade doesn't look like a building would have looked
1: you wish that it actually had like a whole f- like front facing yeah building yeah like similar to what they do they have like a ship down in one of the other exhibits yeah yeah and it feels like you're walking into a little bit of a ship yeah I, gu- I could see that yeah but also you gotta remember it's it's temporary
0: i know i know but they 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 put it they had to build that facade that it's in yeah and so and, and it's it's very stark contrast so it's like white plaster and like yeah. they have like little fake beams and i saw it and i was like
1: you wish there were shingles
0: I, I wish it looked so and then i could see what get a feel as you walk in to what one of their homes would have looked like and then have an actual door and maybe just like highlight it in red or something so you can know that that's the artifact. But, yeah.
1: Okay. Fair.
0: And then, I don't know about you, I felt like a lot of the literature was very difficult to read.
1: Are you talking about the longhand script? No, no,
0: no, no, no. I'll get, I'll, I'll get to my complaints about that. Oh. But, like, when they're talking about the artifacts, oh, it's, I... it seemed a little...
1: You say pretentious?
0: No, but yes.
1: It's museum jargon. Academia. Yeah, yeah, it's the PBD Essex Museum. Right. The, but the people who are coming through No, no, no. See, here's the thing though. It's it is academia and like there are books on how to write exhibit label curation. It's there's like a science behind it. There's like a certain number of words that people actually read. You have to you have to use the most specific descriptive, succinct words and phrases and sentences you can trying to make it as small as possible. Oh, that
0: I feel they didn't do that at all. You
1: don't think so? I Not thought they did all. a great job. I thought they did a great job taking like the whole, obviously the whole story. We talk yeah. about how we can't fit into two hour tours, one hour and a half tour, you know, we're on episode like 80 and we could still go on for another hundred episodes. Like obviously you can't fit the whole story of the Salem witch trials into one exhibit. Personally, I think they did a pretty okay job okay. cutting it down, and I really loved how they were able to bring it to modern day with like talking about like Elizabeth Johnson Jr., mm-hmm. the woman who was just cleared. I was by... going to say that to the end. Oh, sorry, sorry.
0: She's at the end. I thought we'd go through the.
1: Oh, you you're literally going through it. Okay.
0: Well, like a little bit.
1: I'll just. Oh, shh.
0: Oh, shh. Shh. <laughs> so <laughs> okay, and and again, I mean, it's just. It is preference really, and like as I was reading it, I was like, I want this to be easier to read, uh-huh. especially from like coming of a, from a more knowledgeable perspective. If you're coming in there with no perspective, it should be as easy to digest as it can be. But then my biggest complaint, and I've been compl- I, I had this complaint four or five years ago with the original one, is that the documents themselves are very difficult to read both because the language is antiquated and the handwriting is
1: also antiquated <laughs> also
0: antiquated so when when you and I read these documents we're reading a be- transcription a, a transcript in normal typed lettering something that's easy for us to read and we're still struggling because sometimes the words or the long s's or the phrases are a little complicated
1: just the way that they spoke back then totally different than what we do today
0: so they have a lot of doc or replica documents out there um with actually i really appreciated the qr code so you could scan it and then see the actual document on on your phone yeah um i appreciated that
1: but you want but you're
0: looking at a mess
1: you want a modern interpretation
0: both a modern interpretation And a transcript like the ones we read uh, when we read stuff on the podcast. Yeah. So that someone coming through there can see the actual document. They can read it for what it says. And then they can learn what some of that means if it is one of those things that is a little complicated.
1: I definitely agree with you on that. I didn't even realize they didn't have the transcriptions alongside the documents. And I will say that was probably my biggest disappointment I was expecting, and maybe this is too much to hope for, I was hoping to walk into that place and see like 20 of the actual documents from the trials on display. And we did kid about that number, but they weren't the real, no, the, they, the originals.
0: They're sort of blown up replicas. Yeah. Which Um,
1: I've actually, I get get because mm -hmm. I've, I literally did the same thing for my capstone project. I had a bunch of replicas blown up and made of these super cool old uh, ledger documents and it made for a great display. Yeah. So I get it. And I get like not taking it, but, but the PEM has the money and the equipment and the climate control and the documents themselves. And we've seen, we saw them
0: a couple years ago uh, and a couple years before that.
1: And you can go downstairs and see them in the American exhibit. So like I was, I was kind of bummed that they didn't take the real stuff out to show us. I applaud them for blowing it up, obviously, Mm -hmm. because you can read it a little bit better, but to your point, you still got to somehow decipher the longhand cursive writing and try to understand their phrasing at the same time. You're gonna check out after like five words. If you can get if five you words, get five yeah.
0: Words in, and not to mention like some of the these and thous and whatever, and the abbreviated words that they keep using. Yep. Um, like they'll just put apostrophes in the middle of <laughs> 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 done, and then the long s always throws me. I just can't. I know it. I know what it is. I see it there, and I'm just like, conf- uh, the, yeah. Concept- and it looks like
1: an f. Yeah. Yep. You, you know how you said that you kind of wish we would have went in together? Yeah. So that I did have one funny moment <laughs> when I was walking through at the very start of it. And I do appreciate they, they did take some small excerpts here and there yes. and like put them in regular typeface on panels themselves mm-hmm. or on the walls. And next to Tichaba's panel, which I also really appreciated, she is the first panel, pretty much. Um, after like the map of Salem and yep. the surrounding towns, the map was great. I love the map. The map was great, and she is the first, like she front and center great backstory on her and right next to her is a little excerpt from her questioning her initial questioning Mm -hmm. on march 1st and there's a little notation taken down by ezekiel shevers and i was like oh ezekiel you made it in here you'd be so proud are you did you take a picture of it he's getting out his phone right now
0: I didn't i i thought about it I, I saw,
1: literally I took saw
0: a, it and I was like oh Sarah's gonna love this."
1: I see, I took a picture of it look at this <laughs> <laughs> yeah the,
0: I saw that and I was like oh there we go
1: yeah examination of Tichabez recorded by Ezekiel Sheever March 1st 1692 oh Ezekiel you know we talk about this stuff so often that it is very like you know we've seen this stuff we know the story it's just more about taking it in the interpretation and seeing how the story is told and I I enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, it was good. I, I enjoyed, uh, there was a combination of accused, uh, accusers, uh, victims, um, as well as the judges. Yep. Uh, which I really appreciate.
1: Oh, the trunk that belonged to, was it Jonathan Corwin? Yeah. Yes, yeah. that was really cool. Yeah.
0: But I think it's an important uh and we're, we're probably going to do a whole like series on some of the judges. Oh, yeah. Um, because oftentimes in these in these narratives, and we've talked about this before, they're the bad guys. They're the perpetrators of the thing, but also like why and who and how. And we don't get a lot of we're like, oh, Judge Hathorne's the bad guy. Who, OK, cool. Give me give me more.
1: Like, yeah, let's talk about his backstory. Yeah. his Family. Like, yeah, he had a family.
0: Salt and Stall. Salt and Stall's great because he he bounces. Yep. He's like, no way. <laughs> And then, you know, some of them uh, uh, seek penance and punishment and like afterwards, not a lot, but there's, there is a remorse to be had in, in, in some of their faces.
1: And then in, in certain cases, not so much. And
0: in certain cases, not. And, and I think that's really cool to be like where it goes from there and, and, and who these men were. Yeah.
1: They didn't all think the same. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So to see them, uh, two, two of them.
1: Uh I yeah, Seawall and I, they talked about Samuel Seawall yeah. and uh Jonathan Corwin. Yeah,
0: so that that was nice because as you go through, you have some perpetrators, you have some victims, you have English, uh, who you know.
1: You had uh, a sam- sampler sample. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you had brought which up, is what
0: I was talking about a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yes. yeah. Uh,
1: they're like little sample cloths that you would show someone if you wanted to. Sell them like your services, right?
0: Or it, it might have like their patterns, and you could be commissioned to to maybe do an art piece or a, a dress piece or something.
1: Yeah. And that was done by Mary English. Yes. It's super cool. Yeah. In great condition, too.
0: Right? Yeah. And I love the English. We got to, ah, we're yeah, going to we'll do
1: a whole story on the Englishes. Yeah, yeah
0: like six stories. They're great. <laughs> so that was very interesting to see. Uh, and then when we got towards the end, and of course, the title is restoring justice and that you could feel that by sort of the time you got to the end that that's where we were going when you start with Tituba and then you've got uh, some of the uh, victims in the middle and not all of them, which I also appreciated Mm -hmm. because selective it was, it was selective and then you get to the judges and then it goes into the restoring justice uh, section of it and there's the full wall of all the names of all the people uh, who died and when and how those in jail, those executed and where they were from. And then we have
1: the panel on Elizabeth Johnson Jr. Yes. Which was super exciting to see that they were bringing it all the way up to yeah. modern day. Like yeah. they are on it.
0: 2022.
1: Yeah. So um, I don't think we've, I think we mentioned her a little bit in yeah. previous I, episodes. I didn't know
0: like, do we want to, I think we should say we should do a whole thing on on her.
1: We should we should probably interview some of those kids. Kids, yeah. we talked about that before. Yeah, Ooh, that felt. We'll okay. add it to our. Well, we could totally pull that off in the winter time. Yeah. So, yeah. but just um, without spoiling too much, Elizabeth Johnson Jr. is the last person to have their name cleared. She was mm-hmm. found guilty, um, but she kind of got left behind yeah. in the exoneration process. So, she is now officially exonerated. And they were able to work that into kind of like the closing part of the exhibit. And I thought it was a wonderful way to end it. And what I appreciated even more so next to her panel is that long timeline, that vertical timeline of ways that they have tried to write this wrong. It was titled centuries of restorative actions. So it goes all the way from 1692 when, uh, the victims and their family members are submitting those petitions, Mm -hmm. like, you know, say the one for Rebecca Nurse, and it goes all the way up to 2022 when Elizabeth Johnson Jr. was cleared by the Massachusetts state legislature and everything in between. Um, But it just goes to show that, like, this isn't a new conversation that is being had. People have been trying to right this wrong since it was wronged. For 330 years. So I think they again. Did a very good job at wrapping it up. And really driving that point home. And like you said. It carries that tone throughout. I just wanted to read the very first sentence. Of this exhibit. So like the opening panel. Before you even walk in. Salem's witch trials. Are a definitive example. Of intolerance and injustice. In American history.
0: And uh, I'll read the last sentence. Compassion. Tenacity, and shared responsibility, exemplified by the words of Mary Eastie, are key elements of reparative justice. We can model our actions on those concepts and find inspiration for honoring the victims of 1692 and for persevering in the face of today's injustices.
1: It's pretty cool. How many out of uh, 13 witch hats <laughs> would she give it?
0: Ooh, uh... The Inability to to uh, cohesively read the documents gets under my skin. Okay, I don't know. I got to knock knock a bunch of points off. How of that. many
1: points?
0: You can't read the documents. Okay. <laughs> oh.
1: But as you said, it has the QR codes. Did the QR codes bring you to a transcript?
0: Uh, the QR codes brought you to yes. So the,
1: like a typed out transcript.
0: Yeah. So it's it's here. Okay. So I saved yep. it so you can get a little closer view, different images of the documents, and then you can scroll down and it, and it has summary and transcript.
1: Okay. That's that's good. On your phone. On your phone. Not there. Not there.
0: Which is fine. Yep. But not fine.
1: Okay. And then so. at
0: the end, and this is something I want to check out and I, I didn't get a chance to do it today, I just didn't have time, uh, they have the Salem Witch Trials... Walk A self-guided walking tour
1: Ah yes I did see that So I'm assuming it plays Like in your earbuds As you're going Yeah
0: And also It From the pictures It looks like it expands Far greater Than downtown Salem Cool Um, It looks like it, There's Some of the uh, uh, Places over in Danvers Some of the other Historic sites And monuments That aren't in the Square mile Of downtown Salem So I'm looking forward To checking that out Awesome
1: Um, Come on You gotta give me A number dude I'm
0: gonna go with 10
1: Okay that's solid. I was
0: maybe nine.
1: I was thinking around eleven. Okay. okay. I'm kind of bummed that there wasn't like a bunch of documents out for me to see. Yeah. But yeah. there were a lot of cool artifacts and I enjoyed it and I will probably go back yeah. before it's done. Um, my only other complaint is that it's only gonna be up until November, the end of November. I don't know why. I don't really understand why they don't want to keep something up on a regular basis.
0: I don't know either. Um, the The only thing that I appreciate, not the only thing, appreciate a lot of things, but with with this model is that we can change the exhibit, right? So we had the first original exhibit,
1: and it's gotten better.
0: And then we had the 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 one tied into fashion, which is maybe not our cup that of tea. That was like an offshoot. But but we have someone who was inspired by their ancestors to talk about this thing and how that affected their lives. And now we have this restored uh, injustice narrative. So there's three different tones that we've taken and walked through this same story and looking at it from three different perspectives with three different exhibits. And I would be curious to see, hopefully they do it again, and if they take another route and look at, explore another pathway of that concept then that's interesting okay other than a static exhibit
1: okay you're making me feel better about it
0: (laughs) but at the same time why can't i just go and see the damn trial documents that they have on display at the museum in salem (sighs) i think that's just about it
1: yeah so guys if you are in salem um or have the opportunity to come, don't miss out on this exhibit at the Peabody Essex Museum. It, again, is closing on November 26th. You've so got plenty
0: of time. Not really. <laughs> Unless you're listening to this in December. And, and then, and then, then you have no time. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and, and, and then you need a time machine. So And,
1: uh, and hopefully, you know, a couple years from now, we'll have, maybe even next year, yeah. we'll have another rendition to, to talk about.
0: But remember, even if when this exhibit comes down, there is still the exploring America
1: American experience or something. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, which has some artifacts and documents and there is the Salem a to Z exhibit, which is a tiny, tiny little bit on it.
1: So that's always there. Yeah. So I guess I shouldn't complain too, too much, but Hey, Hey,
0: got to get stuff done. We're going to complain. We're going to be loud about it. <laughs> All right, guys, come to Salem. Enjoy the Pam. Check out the murder weapon. Check out the
1: penguin. Uh, John Proctor's sundial. Yeah. Yeah. And George Jacobs' Walking Stick,
0: and Philip English's,
1: and yep, Philip English's stick, and not Philip English. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> okay,
1: Jonathan Corwin's trunk. Yeah, all the things.
0: But with that, thanks for listening.
1: See you later.